Hello, you guys, and welcome to yet another fabulous episode of Pageants and Prosecco. <laughs> and this is going to be a good episode. We are recapping the top pageant moments of the last decade since 2010 up until 2019. I have four good pageant people on the episode. I make sure it was four, five, including myself. <laughs> <laughs> We are talking about all things pageantry, and I am joined right now with my intern, Alexandra Syndrome. Hello, Alex. Hello. Good to be here. And you are on the episode as well. We're going to introduce you guys to some of the people, well, to everybody who's coming on the show. First, let's start off. Alex, we already kind of know you a little bit more, but do you want to say just a little bit about who you are for our viewers? You're my intern. I got to tell people that. You're my intern. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so I'm Alex. And I'm the Pageant and Prosecco Communications intern for spring. And my pageant experience, I've competed in pageants since I was old. And I'm now a senior at Ball State, so I'm 22. Um, I My first pageant was Miss Indiana World. And I won that title and competed at Miss World America. I've also competed at Miss Earth United States and placed in the top 20 there. And then I also competed in Miss Bikini US, placed top five there. And then I also competed in Miss Latina World where I won the 2018 Miss Latina World title. And now I'm kind of like taking a break. <laughs> yeah, in transition. <laughs> yeah, a lot of pageants at once. <laughs> so I was thinking. <laughs> true, true. That's definitely true. So obviously you have a nice little pageant background. The other people also on this episode, as you guys might have saw when we posted about it, we also have Sierra, Miss Universe Canada. Can you tell us more about her? Sure. So Sierra Bearshell, she's a jack of all trades. Sierra Canadian pageant title holder, but entrepreneur, body positivity activist, wife, and mom as well. She represented Canada in the 2016 Miss Universe competition, and she placed in the top nine. Unfortunately, during the competition, she received negative media attention for her curvier figure. She became the victim of body shaming and internet trolls. Her experience inspired her to become an activist for body positivity to help herself and other women struggling with their bodies. Prior to representing Miss Canada at Miss Universe, she competed and won the title of Miss Teen Canada World 2009. She went on to play second runner-up at the Miss Teen World pageant that year. She also represented Canada at the 2015 Miss Supernatural, Miss Supernational pageant, <laughs> where she placed first runner-up. After her reign of Miss Canada Universe was over, Sierra went on to marry her husband, Brennan Ray, in Las Vegas, Nevada. They've been married for three years and have one daughter, Lily, who's turning one years old in February. As a wife and mom, Sierra somehow finds the time to manage her career as an entrepreneur. She graduated in 2018 at the University of Sakawashin College Law with a Juris Doctor degree. She's a professional speaker as well and has spoken at several events promoting her body positivity activism. Sierra also manages to run her own YouTube channel, which averages around thousands of viewers per video. She manages to do all of this while raising her daughter. This queen surely does it all. And um, you can see pictures of her daughter on her Instagram. She's so adorable. She has the bluest eyes. They're so big and blue and cute. Aww. 
We were very fortunate to get Sierra on the episode. I think she's going to have some great insights. As you guys all know, Miss Sierra, um, well, Miss Sierra, ha. She was Miss Universe Canada. So she's the one that created a lot of um, waves over what body size is considered beautiful on the Miss Universe stage. So she has some good pointers for today. Also, we have one of my pageant friends, Kiera Monet Talentino, joining us on the podcast. And Kiera, or Monet, is a Virginia native and a Howard University graduate. She now lives in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, and she is currently serving as Miss South Florida United States 2020. She is active in her community through her involvement with the Junior League of Greater Fort Lauderdale. And as Miss South Florida United States, Kiera will continue her work as an advocate for cardiovascular disease prevention and creating healthier communities. She currently serves as a volunteer and ambassador for the American Heart Association. Her mission is to promote programs leading to healthy lifestyle changes and to support bringing better options into food deserts. In her spare time, Kira enjoys pl- she enjoys playing, singing, painting, and vintage shopping. And I also know she enjoys talking about pageantry because me and her are on the phone for hours talking about all things pageantry when we do have on the phone. <laughs> And I actually met um, uh, Kiara at, we competed in two pageants together. We competed at Miss Black USA and another pageant that shall be nameless, but it's on the podcast, Fire Festival pageant. Anyway, <laughs> and that's what we, got, we got closer because of that experience, ultimately. Awesome. And then the final person we have is also Derek Lee, who's joining us on the podcast. And I think he has a really good insight. Um, he's on the other side of pageantry as a coach. Can you tell us more? Yes. So Derek Lee was born and raised in Chicago and into a military family. He's the stage presentation consultant for TDQ pageant prep and image. His team worked with several state, national, and international title holders from various systems, including Miss World, Miss Bikini, Miss United States, Miss Black USA, Miss Latina, USA Ambassador, National American Miss, and Miss Earth. Derek has been an active member of the pageant industry for the past 12 years with many credits to his name as an MC, color commentator on the red carpet arrivals at Miss USA and Miss Universe, judge, pageant blogger, choreographer, director, and show producer. Derek is currently the National Runway and Stage Presentation Coach for Miss Globe United States. When not doing pageants, he loves the role of uncle to host to a host of nieces and nephews, enjoying live music and entertainment, editorial photography, and education and rescue of pit bulls. Aww. Aww. I didn't know Derek had all that back all that pageant background. I knew he did a lot and has coaching, but I didn't know he worked with all those systems. Holy cow. Yeah, he did a lot. <laughs> He's amazing. And um, yes, we hear from all of them coming up on this episode. Stay tuned. It's going to be a goodie. And you guys, guess what? This is just part one. Yes, there's more. So stay tuned to the podcast. More episodes highlighting the top pageant moments of the decade will be dropping soon. But for now, tune in to part one. Get your glass. You're going to need it. Hello, Earth to Derek. Hey, it's me. <laughs> Hi. I am so not technology advanced. It's ridiculous. I'm 
like it's like anticipation, like a thriller. Like I know. <laughs> I had to be like Mariah and be the last one to enter. Oh my goodness! Ten <laughs> minutes later. Well, welcome to class, Derek. Thank you, teacher. <laughs> this episode we are recapping the best of 2010 the best and the worst of the last decade mm-hmm. and i trust all of you guys's opinion um and you guys have some information that me and alex sends over some research we've done of the last 10 years in pageantry okay so first we're going to start off with what disrupted the pageant industry since 2010 okay. and of course one of the big things that were talked that was talked about was swimsuit and it was mm-hmm. really controversial. Miss America dropped the swimsuit. Miss Teen USA switched up from swimsuit to activewear mm-hmm. and long pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you guys, is, uh, and then Miss World also eliminated um, swimsuit in 2014. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. what do you guys think of the swimsuit portion in pageantry this last decade of how we kind of viewed women in skimpy bikinis? <laughs> Who are, do you want to call, like, should we just jump in or what's the best? Yeah, just whoever just wants to, yeah, whoever wants to start. Okay, I mean, I can start because I think um, like me and Swimsuit being one of the curvier girls at Miss Universe, mm-hmm. um, to me, I think people would think that someone like me wouldn't like the Swimsuit competition and would want it eliminated. But for me, it's one of the most fun, exciting parts of the competition. And I think eliminating it from teen, I understand that. But for the other competitions i just think it's such a fun full of personality part of the competition and from my perspective it's a chance to showcase women of different shapes sizes colors in a way that makes us feel more comfortable stepping out in a bikini because to me when you look at these women i think if she has the confidence to step on stage in a bikini in front of hundreds thousands of people i have the confidence to step out at the beach in a bikini as well so like I to me it's just such a exciting part that could be an inspirational part and I guess it also could be something that would make people feel uncomfortable but if you're watching a pageant I just feel like it's it's just such a fun part so to me I don't understand totally taking it out I don't know everyone has different perspectives and I appreciate them but I just think it's so much fun also as a competitor yeah did you did you feel comfortable well obviously you felt comfortable because you looked amazing Mm -hmm. but did you feel (laughs) a difference in going out on Miss Universe in your swimsuit and being a curvier person as opposed to like did you feel any type of any any way about doing that no I I didn't and honestly I really think I mean there's so much for people who know my full story they they know that there's so much more to it and um I probably felt more comfortable than some of the girls that were maybe a size zero because I think that some of them were judged so much more harshly 
from their respective countries and like there were girls behind the scenes who from all of our perspectives would be very slim and they were constantly looking at themselves in the mirror and like covering up different parts of them with like the body paint and stuff like that and I like I've never felt that way before so I would I felt totally comfortable I felt confident and I just looked at it as such a fun part and if people want to say certain things about me or the other girls I mean that's on them so I I never felt uncomfortable I think that when you go from like for myself when you go from being a pageant fan since you were a little kid and then transforming it Mm. into a career you kind of see both sides of it so I think that Mm. when I'm when I'm watching it on television like take Miss America for example it started off as a a swimsuit competition for Catalina so they that it's been eliminated for me i'm as a fan i'm looking at it like oh this is tradition being broken there's no respect for tradition anymore because we're trying to please everyone and it's impossible to do that it's impossible and there's so many different pageant systems and some don't even have a swimsuit competition some don't have a talent competition so it's like our who are we trying to make happy but at the same time you're destroying tradition on the mm-hmm. other hand, when you look at pageants like Miss Teen USA that had a, a, swiss, a swimsuit competition and goes into fitness, I kind of see both sides also because when we were kids, when we were teenagers in the, in the 90s, there was no social media and, and the girls right. weren't constantly comparing themselves to one another, even though they were, but it wasn't so drastic. And so I think that adding the fitness wear competition for teens in the beginning, I was like, oh, I don't like it because... Um, what what they were wearing wasn't very pageant like, but now, <laughs> mm-hmm. but but now they're making it as to where it the fitness wear is looking a little more glamorous. So I kind of um, appreciate it now, but I don't want to see a fitness competition for Miss Divisions. I would prefer a swimsuit. Yeah, same. Anybody else? <laughs> Yeah, I think everything that I was thinking has been covered. I didn't really like, you know, getting rid of the, the swimsuit portion of these. Um, I know that one of the reasons was so that we could focus on the contestants, you know, brains and inner beauty. And I think it's problematic to insinuate that we can't focus on brains or inner beauty if they're wearing a swimsuit at any point in the competition, because that's just one category mm-hmm. that they're being judged on. Mm-hmm. And it's the opportunity you know, to showcase that confidence. And, you know, I... I've competed for a while. I've never actually met anyone, any contestant who was uncomfortable with the swimsuit portion of a pageant. Me um, neither. So and I, I don't. Yeah, that's it. what is so annoying. And I think even I think even attending state level pageants, you have girls on stage in swimsuit competitions that are of so many different sizes. It's so diverse, mm-hmm. and I think that mm-hmm. there's this level of confidence that they gain just by coming out there. And I think just pulling it away, I feel like it's one or two people that don't want it. But if you ask right. a, a large group of women, they're totally fine with having a swimsuit competition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I find in my experience, the interviews I've done, that those who are the most critical of pageants, those who you know look down upon the swimsuit competition, have no idea what it's really about, or they've never obviously competed in a competition. They don't know anyone who's ever competed in a pageant. Like they just have no idea and they just simply view it from a point of like degrading women or something. So it's to me, it's the people who don't know anything about it, have never been involved, are the most critical. 
That's true. And speaking of people who were in a swimsuit, some other things that kind of happened this year, um, or this decade, I should say, was ageism. And the fact that age came into play as mm. well. So now mm-hmm. we have old mm-hmm. women in swimsuits. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Old, so yeah, old. but in the pageant industry, what's old? I know, right? Exactly. I know. So we had some pageants increase their age limit to bring in more girls. And Olivia Jordan kind of led the way. She was Miss USA. Uh, and she crowned. She was crowned at 26 years old, one of the oldest at the time. And people were talking about that she's too old. Mm-hmm. And now she's a sports illustrator model. And then we have Miss Earth System also increased their age limit as well to 27. Mm-hmm. So what do you guys think about the age limit increasing in pageantry this last decade? Well, I'm with I I, I coach the national title holders with Miss Globe, and now for 2020, the age limit for the Miss Division has gone up to 30. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So there, the national direct, the new national director is looking at it like there shouldn't be a cap at 25, 26 mm-hmm. because the the girl, the women in the Miss Division are just getting started on life, like just graduating from college right. and going into their career. So they've got a lot to offer after 25 and 26. So why not expect it? Yeah. You know, and I, that's one thing that me and Monet talk about a lot, too, because we're at the age cap where we are being eliminated from some of these systems because my birthday might have been two weeks too soon um, for, like, yeah. Miss USA. So I'm officially aged out. And it's just, like, oh. at what I have a better resume today than I did at Absolutely. 21. Mm-hmm. I actually know what I'm doing in heels at this age. Mm-hmm. So why cut me out? Why what? And like, yeah, I don't know. Even if you look at certain comments on Facebook and YouTube at um, former Miss Universes like Amelia Vega and 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 um, Dinara Torres, it's like they won Miss Universe and they were eighteen years old. And some people, yeah, some people look at it like, what do they know at such mm-hmm. a young age, and will they be able to carry the weight of being an international title mm-hmm. holder at, at that age? So you just never know. Mm-hmm. Like, is it a good idea to have girls, is it, is it a good idea to have the age start at 18 from this universe, or should they move it up to 21 and, and allow girls that are 18, 19 to stay in a teen division? That's a good point, because even just on something that's a little bit more surface in a way, when they've had the competition in, or the pageant in Vegas, a lot of the girls who are under 21 actually can't even go to some of the mm-hmm. events because you have to be 21 mm-hmm. and over and I, I completely agree with what you guys are saying and that some women are just getting that confidence that they would actually register for one of the competitions mm-hmm. because they finally have that confidence in themselves at 25 26 27 yeah. and like you said have built that resume have their education or whatever it is that they've worked for so yeah if anything I would say they should shift it all upwards but and it's like how does it feel when you're like 26 competing mm-hmm. and you've established a lot and then this 18 year old mm-hmm. comes along and you're like wait a second she's just me yeah that's true. she just graduated from high school a few weeks ago i remember when i won my first title at 17 years old i was competing originally for this indiana united states team a team title and i ended up winning a miss title I'm a 17-year-old oh going into a Miss World America competition with past Miss USA title holders. My roommate was fourth runner-up at Miss USA. Mm-hmm. 
He was what? 24 yeah. years old. Yeah, and I'm 17. I'm by far the youngest contestant. And that was, like, so mind-blowing. What was going through your mind when you were, like, boarding your plane and coming to D.C.? I was so, just, I was so nervous. I was like, you know what? My um, my called my director Angela like a million times. Like, yeah. Angela, I'm like so nervous. I don't know what to do here. And she said, "You know, you were chosen for a reason. Everything's gonna be okay." So when I kind of just came in, I was like, "You know what? I know I'm not going to win because I'm only 17, and there are women here that are so much more accomplished and have done so great things. And instead, I can take inspiration from them." So. I took that really as a learning tool for me where I learned a lot about You guys, you know, that is when I first met Alex because I was the director for Illinois and I was in their room and she walked in and I was like, oh, hey. And then when she walked out, I was like, who is that little girl? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> They're like, that's Miss like, World Indiana. I was like, no, it's not. <laughs> So but now cool. I love her. Oh my <laughs> <laughs> too now. But yeah, like you said, I think that now I'm a much stronger Ooh. competitor and I know how to compete and who I am. I think at 17, you have, you're still trying to establish that sense of identity of who you are. Mm -hmm. And I really wish I could have competed in teen after that. After that, I aged out. So then I only had to do this. Oh. So I really didn't get, because I started later in pageants, I really didn't get that time to compete in teen. So I wish that 18 years old could still compete in teen and 19 years old. I agree with right. that. Yeah. I think I would agree too, because I feel like I missed out. I started later too. I was a senior in high school. So I only did mm -hmm. one teen pageant, period. And now I'm like, I have better resume today. Like, and I'm aged out of half these pageants. That's why I'm like, the and the amount of pageants to compete in is getting smaller and smaller. So I'm like, okay, should I just retire at 20? 625? That sounds so weird. It really does. Keep going. All right. So moving right along, of course, one thing that also happened this decade, the last few years, was this whole Miss America scandal, period. I don't even know like what category how to start, but it initially kicked off with Mallory Hagan. She opened the door for the what I put like quote unquote me too of the pageant world. Mm -hmm. um, the former president and CEO of the Miss America system, Sam Haskell, has some notorious emails that came out showing his true colors, um, and he has since resigned, and now it has this whole unstable ground that Miss America is now on and still continues mm -hmm. to be on with new presidents, CEOs, I don't even know what, okay, let's just, let's just, just call this the future of Miss yeah. America. <laughs> mm -hmm. What do you guys think about what's happened between the whole meet the whole Sam Haskell email scandal to Regina and um what's wait what's the other person's name Regina <laughs> Gretchen Gretchen I think I'm no okay. yes between Regina and Gretchen taking holds and now Regina is, is uh, dismissed and what do we see the future of Miss America especially because we know next year. This year, next year is going to be their 100th year anniversary. So, mm -hmm. the future Miss America. And go. I just think it's kind of sad that all of this has happened and they're approaching their 100th anniversary. Um, I, I watched the pageant. Um, yeah, I watched the pageant and 
I'm very happy for the winner because I actually judged her when she was the National American Miss contestant in Pennsylvania. Um, and I think she'll do well in, in kind of put the pageant back in a positive light, but it didn't feel like a pageant when I watched it. Mm. It felt like they were, they were interviewing for a job and, and there was an audience of people that were getting to watch the three managers um, hire their next employee. <laughs> hmm. So I that's feel boring. that, and, that, and that's not being shady. It's just, um, it needs to get that pageant feel back because it felt like I was watching 51 girls compete for True. a job. Right. Even if America is a job, but the, the whole pageant feel was taken yeah. out. Monet, I know you competed in Miss America system once before in your life. How do you kind of see this going? I never competed in Miss America. Oh, you haven't? Oh. No, man. I, like I thought I know you. <laughs> I was like, no, that no. wasn't me. <laughs> Where do you see the, the future of this? Did you watch the pageant in December? I did not because, like Derek said, it just does, I just knew it wasn't going to be very pageant-like. Like, I like the traditional aspects of pageants, you know? And it's mm-hmm. right now, so I really just wasn't interested in it. Um in terms of you're asking what I think about the future mm-hmm. of it, I yeah, it's supposed to look back, but I wanted to go back at least a little bit to the way it was because that was a pageant that I really enjoyed watching every year growing up, you know. And I think that even like I grew up with five sisters, so we would always watch Miss America together on that Saturday night. It would come on at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. and we would be watching it in the living room together. And I remember my sisters like loving seeing that evening gowns yes and like each each woman each contestant got to come out and parade in her gown and now this year the opening number was them all sitting down Mm -hmm. and it's just like the whole feel of being miss america even if a girl even if a young girl isn't into pageants i think every now and then she thought what it would be like to be miss america Mm -hmm. and i feel like that whole feeling was gone Right. It's like the name itself holds so much weight because it's the godfather, the godmother yeah. of the industry. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I agree. But it's not and as far as, as far as Sam Haskell goes, being a male in this industry, I feel like you're already, they're already, they are all, some are ready to annihilate you because they feel like with you being a guy, they don't, you, you, you don't get it sometimes. And so I think that what he did was distasteful. Like, I think that you have contestants, you have title holders, you have mothers, you have sponsors where you're not always going to see eye to eye on a situation. Um, And to write the things that he wrote in emails, I I just don't get it why he would take it to that extreme. You know, like... I even get upset when I go on title holder pages or our pageant page and see these guys post these ridiculous comments to girls. And I automatically delete it before they could see it and I ban that person from the page. So I couldn't even deal with that type of, you know, verbiage that he had in his his emails. I think there's a boundary that he should not even overstepped especially when you're in a leadership position because mm-hmm. it'll come back to you. I mean, there are girls that you get upset with, but that type of name calling and, and disrespect, I'm just not on it. On board and we're not bringing lights. We're not trying to bring up what he said or anything, but 
It was not right. It was not right. Yeah. The future of Miss America, Alex. I want to know your thoughts. Honestly, I've been asked to compete for Miss Indian America for every year I've been in college, and I've said no. Um, and this is my reason behind that. I think that actions speak louder than words, and I think what I'm seeing is they're saying they're changing, they're saying they're progressive, they're saying they're doing all this, but I don't see the actions being taken. And what I do see, I don't like. Like, it felt like a talent show, essentially. Like, I was watching, like, what Derek said earlier people interview for a job there was no like oh it's miss america and that's sad because this is a huge pageant what used to be the country's biggest pageant mm-hmm. distance mm-hmm. and i still to this day won't compete at miss america because i just don't think it aligns with what i believe in and the whole gretchen thing and what kara went through i mean i feel for her because yeah. to be able to not have a voice during your your reign as miss america how sad is that yeah. She spent her whole reign um, in a rebellious state, which I think is messed up. Yeah, because you you put so much time and energy and money into making it that far and then to have to experience that. Like, it just seems like she had more bad days than good. And at the end of your, your year, when you're giving up your title, it's like, what do you have to... It, that's how it's going to be remembered. And that's 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 mm-hmm. unfortunate. And I think most of us tuned in. I think most people tuned in to Miss America um, because it's Miss America and because we know girls that are up there. But then I think you also tuned in to see what 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 have they changed now? Right. When you should just be tuning in to enjoy it and to be rooting on your girl. When I watched the show, it was the day before my birthday. Yeah, the night before my birthday. And it was a hot mess. I was really, I felt like I wasted my time. Oh, man. I was spending my birthday eve watching this pageant, and it's not even, there was no glitz to me. There was no glamour to me. It was as if NBC put on another Shark Tank, and I, that's why they said they was advertising it as another Shark Tank. But there's still a uh-huh. pageantry glamour to this. Like, we're not in no, this isn't a mud rudder. Like, this, this isn't a 5K. This is a beauty pageant uh-huh. at the end of the day. We're yeah. beauty. Like we can compete yeah. nicely against each other for mm-hmm. a corporate job, yes. But leave that to the profit. Leave it to Shark Tank. I'm trying to compete mm-hmm. honestly against other women, other like-minded women, and part of that is a yeah. beauty and a glitz element. And Miss America was just so dry. Mm-hmm. It was like watching The Office yeah. have a pageant. I didn't say it. <laughs> yeah, see what, they were like in suits and in suits. I mean, they had nice corporate dresses on, but like, that's not what we came here for. I want to see some shiny things. Some, no, totally. Yeah. Okay. Also, Miss mm-hmm. America, that happened in 2015. We had a, a dialogue of what is considered a talent nowadays. And just real quick, mm-hmm. you know, Kiara, um, and I still cannot pronounce her last name. Kiara K. Miss America 2015. Kiara Kazan. Yes. Thank you, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> She's a former National American Miss girl. So oh, there you go. <laughs> she competed in her famous uh, solo cup um, happy song. Mm-hmm. And now people are wondering what mm-hmm. is considered a talent. Is it entertainment or is it um, putting in 20 years at Alvin Ailey Dance School to be a professional ballerina mm-hmm. and compete at Miss mm-hmm. America? 
So just real quick, and then we also had this year Camille doing a science experiment. So a lot of people were upset because yeah. their daughters have been in these hard training programs since the age of six months, and they competing against mm. someone who honestly just song a song cross legged with a solo cup. So what do you guys just thought on the changing of what is considered a talent in the last decade? Well, when I was growing up watching Miss America, talent, that made me sound so old, but I'm not old. Okay, so <laughs> talent was like two and a half minutes. Right. And 90 seconds. So, and it carries a large percentage over to your score. First of all, I think that they should extend it. Longer? It should go back. Yeah, it should be longer than 90 seconds. Like, uh -oh. <laughs> oh no <laughs> I think we lost Derek guys he got so passionate he hit finish recording <laughs> his face is probably on it and if I hit the thing <laughs> oh no um, well I'll do you want to yeah I'm going to say or? in the meantime between time okay um, so I totally have always respected the talent portion of the Miss America pageant it's actually my favorite part of it because I grew up a singer and I did some dancing and I just, I love seeing like well-honed talents. That said, I also know that that can be scary for a lot of people who may want to compete. They're like, oh, I don't have a talent. What am I mm -hmm. going to do? And I also have a lot of respect for those who are able to take whatever skills they do have and turn it into something. Like as long as it's polished and it's a performance, mm -hmm. I have respect for that as well. Um, because not everybody, you know, has 20 years to dedicate to studying dance. Not everyone has done that. And the talent portion has so much weight in the scoring, but there's something to be said about creativity. So I personally didn't mind her Red Cup performance. Um, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with her, um, Kira, on that. I honestly thought she did a good job. And, you know, I think the people that are very critical of this, again, are people not in pageants. I think that's really the biggest criticism we get is people who aren't in pageants want to be quick to be like, that's not a talent. All right. Are you referring to the solo cup? I got disconnected. Okay. 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 In regards to the solo cup, um, back in back when she won, I was very critical about it, only because judging pageants where you got junior teen and, and teen divisions where girls are between nine and fifteen, I've seen that act being done on stage at a young age. But they were doing it from the movie Picture Perfect. Now, seeing it being done, if I watch it again today, I love it because I feel like she was being engaging to the audience and to kids that may be watching her perform when you're seeing on television. Mm -hmm. So I think seeing it now versus five years ago, I actually love it. So my opinion has changed, obviously. I was very critical about it because when I watched it, it was like three months prior, I saw like 10 girls perform solo cups on stage and they were half her age. <laughs> so. So what comes to, has, has pageant talent changed from who can provide the best entertainment over who can provide the best 
talent. I think I think it's a, I think it's become a combination of both. You know, like the best singer doesn't always win. Um, mm-hmm. You know, the girl who twirls batons. I've seen someone lose their baton and still win a pageant. I think it all has to come down to how she captivates the audience in the end. Mm-hmm. And a lot of judges forgive the mistakes. just getting good but don't you guys worry we will pick back up right here literally right here on part two of our decade in review top pageant moments from the 2010s don't you guys worry part two is dropping next week stay tuned to our instagram at pageants and prosecco and also twitter at pageants and wine because apparently pageants prosecco is too long for a twitter handle but thank you guys for tuning in i hope your glass is empty and part two is even juicier stay with us this is going to be a goodie this is a good series until next time you guys peace